Good morning. It is Easter Sunday morning. Now, you may be watching this online, and it could be evening or afternoon, but um, we're zeroing in on Easter Sunday morning. So what I want to share with you today is that Jesus Christ is alive. He's alive. What an exciting morning in the Christian church. What an exciting morning in the world. He's alive. You know, when I was a child, we used to sing a hymn uh, about Jesus Christ being alive. And the refrain in that hymn goes like this. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me. How long last narrow way? He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how, I know he lives. He lives within my heart. And that's a fact. When I was a kid, we used to sing that. There's three or four verses to it. And we would belt it out. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. So today, I want to share with you some facts. You know, these days you hear a lot about fake news. Um, but I'd like to share some things with you today that can be proven historically. And uh, here's some facts for you. Facts about Jesus Christ. Now, there are many facts about what happened that morning, that Easter morning, uh, the church calls them doctrine. And here are some of the exciting facts about Jesus Christ. He's often referred to as Jesus of Nazareth. And so the first thing, he was virgin born. Now, I know that's very difficult to prove scientifically. Uh, when the angel appeared to Mary, he told her that she would have a child and this is recorded in the Bible. And here was her response. She said, how can this be since I do not know a man? And uh, I think the messenger uh, translation puts it this way. How can this be when I've never slept with a man? And then again, in Luke chapter 1, verse 41, when Mary went to see her cousin Elizabeth, who was now six months pregnant, with John the Baptist, it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 41, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, another thing I want to share with you this morning is that Jesus Christ was the Son and is the Son of God. Again, this is hard to prove. Uh, but when Jesus encountered doubters who really asked if he was the son of God, he said uh, to them, why do you reason like this in your mind? You see, some of his followers had brought a man who was on a stretcher. He was a paralytic, couldn't walk. And uh, Jesus had said to this paralytic, your sins are forgiven you. And this people standing around, they said, how can this man forgive sins? And here in chapter 9 of Matthew, verse 5 and 6, is Jesus' response. And he said, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise and walk. 
but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, rise up, take up your bed, and go to your house. Mark Lowry, a um, songwriter, a um, musician in his own right, uh, often appears on Gaither's. Uh, he wrote a song entitled, Mary, Did You Know? And the words of that song go like this. Did you know, Mary, when you kissed the face of your little boy, you kissed the face of God? What a declaration. Let me tell you some facts about Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He lived on this earth. History, apart from the Bible, will attest to that. In fact, Josephus, one of the historians, and there are other historians, uh, recorded some facts about Jesus of Nazareth and that he lived on this earth. Uh, he died on this earth. John chapter 19, verse 30 says, And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. Now, early on the Sunday morning, when Mary came, um, he, uh, they found the tomb empty. But let me just drop back again to uh, when they crucified him and he, to prove he was dead. In John chapter 19, verse 33 and 34, and when they came to Jesus, this is the Roman soldiers, they saw that he was already dead and they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water flowed out. He rose on the third day, and he's alive. This is a well-documented event. In John chapter 2, verse 19 and 21, Jesus answers and said to them, you destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up again. And the Jews said, it took 46 years to build this temple. And will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Now, when the tomb was empty on Easter Sunday morning, they tried to really find an answer how he got out of that tomb. And um, their reason did not include the resurrection. And some said, his disciples stole his body because Jesus had said that he would rise and the chief priests, of course, and the Roman soldiers, the government had guarded that tomb with soldiers who were under an oath. If the body was stolen, those soldiers would be killed. But because the body of Christ rose and they could not verify how he got out of that tomb and they didn't couldn't explain it, Instead of them killing the guards, which the law required, they gave them this. In Matthew 28, verse 12 to 15. And when they were assembled with the elders that consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers, saying, tell them the disciples came at night and stole his body away while we slept. Now, that's interesting. Even if all 10 disciples came, do you know that that tombstone weighed about two ton? And for 10 men, if they were lifting it out of there, that's 400 pounds each. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a far-fetched story that the disciples would have come and stole his body at night. And uh, But that's the story that they came up with. 
And if this comes to the governor's ears, they said to those soldiers, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money as they were instructed. And the saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Now, the woman came first thing in the morning on Sunday morning, which is Easter Sunday. In Mark chapter 16 and verse 2 to 4, it says, very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb where the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, who will roll away the stone for us at the door of the tomb? Again, the women, knowing the stone was two ton. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away. Now, here's a personal note. It's not in the Bible, but it's my view. The angel did not roll that stone away to let Jesus out of the tomb. They rolled the stone away to let the world see he was not in the tomb. He was already risen. My friends, he's alive. The angel said to the women who came early that Sunday morning, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, but he's risen, just as he said. He was seen by many, and I wrapped this up here this morning. The women came early in the morning to embalm him, and they found he was not there. And then a little later, as Mary stood in the garden, Jesus appeared to her, and she saw him. He was seen by 500 at one time, the scripture records. He was seen by two on the road to Emmaus. They're walking to, on the road to Emmaus, these two uh, gentlemen who are followers of Jesus. And they were lamenting the fact that their leader had been crucified. And Jesus came and joined them, but they thought he was a stranger. And as they walked, they talked about what had happened. And when they got to Emmaus, the two disciples said, well, we're going to stay here for the night. Why don't you stay with us? And Jesus said, no, I'm going to go on. At that point, they still thought he was a stranger. And then they said to him, well, why don't you just stop and have a, a bite to eat with us? So they ordered some food. And as they had food together, it says in the scripture, Jesus broke the bread. And then the disciples recognized him. The 10 disciples knew Jesus had risen because he appeared to them in an upper room after the resurrection. Thomas, one week later, saw that Jesus was alive. There's ample proof that Jesus rose from the dead. But you say, why is that important? Well, let me tell you why it's important. The importance of the resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15, 17 says, and if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. The resurrection is the cornerstone of Christianity. There's no other religion that can claim a founder and a leader who was resurrected from the dead. Bill Gaither wrote a song, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. At my age, there's another stanza to that hymn that I love. And then one day I'll cross that river I'll fight life's final war with pain. Then as death gives way to victory, I'll see those lights of glory and I'll know he reigns. I want you to know that during my 85 years of life on this earth and during my every situation I faced, even during this worldwide pandemic, it gives me great comfort to know 
that he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Now, my friends, let me take you back to the night before he was tried and then was crucified. And he met with his disciples in the Last Supper. He had blessed them. He had washed their feet. He had sat down at the table and then took the bread. And for those of you that have that little cup with the foil on top, just take off the transparent foil first. And the wafer is under that. And um, the wafer represents the broken body of Jesus Christ who died in our place. So today, Lord, I thank you for this bread that reminds us of your broken body. And we today thank you for it, that by your stripes we are healed. And we take it today in remembrance of you until you come. And after supper, he took the cup and he said to the disciples, this is a new covenant. And my blood is the new covenant. This is for the forgiveness of your sins. And he said to the disciples, would you drink all of this until I come? This, thank you, Lord, in the blood of Christ. After they had the Last Supper, they went out. Then Jesus was crucified after he was tried. There were two thieves hanging on two crosses beside him, one on the left, one on the right. One said to Jesus as they were dying, he said, if you are who you really say you are, why don't you save yourself and us? The other thief said to his buddy, hey, listen, buddy. We are dying because we are worthy of death. This man who hangs between us has done nothing wrong. He turned to Jesus and said, Jesus, would you remember me when you come in your kingdom? Jesus said, this day will you be with me in paradise. Why do you not cry out? to Jesus today, probably one of the most important requests that you will ever make in your life. All you need to say to him is, Jesus, would you remember me? Would you remember me? I hope you cry that out from your heart today. I plead with you. He died for you. Call him to him and say, please remember me. Now I say to you, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord lifts up his countenance upon you. The Lord causes face to shine upon you and grant you his peace. God bless you.